up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate and guest. Ah, everybody, this is my fiance, Casey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, fiance, Casey. <laughs> all right yep next we've got peter pete hello i'm here to talk about my second favorite superhero with the chairs my name that wait yeah. say that one more time your favorite superhero that my what? second favorite superhero that saves that shares my name peter peter oh oh is peter parker your first one well, he would be, yes, he would be number one. Is that the only other Peter? Wow, Kate. Wow. Well, no, is that oh, the only other Peter? The only other Peter? <sighs> and last but certainly not least, especially at this rate, we've got Steve. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> We're doing yes, really good. If you're not already, please like, subscribe, share. We are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere at Plus Platoon. That way you'll never miss any of our episodes. We've got some fun ones coming up. We sure do. So, now, this week, we are doing two big shows. We've got a Marvel movie coming up, and we've also got the end of the Mandalorian Season 3. But because Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy is getting ready to come out, <laughs> I think, next week, we went back and watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Now, we sure did. Uh, I had never seen this movie. No, I guess, don't, I guess don't, not surprising. You know, exactly, Casey. Now, part of the reason I'd never seen this movie is because I was told for the Guardians Christmas special, I didn't have to watch any of the other movies to get the Guardians Christmas special. Y'all lied so hard. <laughs> like, who's this? Who's this? I feel like the Guardians characters have just, especially for Casey and I, have just become so much a part of who we are that. It's like uh, Mantis. You don't know who Mantis. Everybody knows Mantis or Drax. <laughs> All right, Drax. Rock, hit. So, um, <laughs> right. so should we should we explain why Casey is joining us? We should. Ex- Casey is very good friends, I believe, with Star Lord, mm-hmm. or was at one point. Yeah. Was at one point. It's actually how uh, Kate and I met. We were, uh, we were spending time with Star Lord <laughs> and Baby Groot at Disney World. <laughs> Yep, that's how we met. I don't see the hair on Star Lord for you because I can see Groot for him, but I'm not sure I see Star Lord on your. Must have been. I was was (laughs) good. Dance off, bro. (laughs) I got it. Nailed it. Uh huh. Anyway, um, so Pete, I'm going to start with you on this one. What about this movie has you hooked on a feeling? Wow, this movie. This movie hooked me from the trailers, I have to say. I remember when the trailers came out and Hooked on a Feeling was the first trailer. 
they used spirit in the sky for the second trailer. And then they used uh, the runaways cherry bomb for the third trailer. And uh, at the time, now all movies do it. It seems like, or all, you know, space movies do this where they set everything to rock and roll music. But at the time when this movie came out, it was pretty unusual. And, and a lot of these songs are, kind of deep cuts some of them some of them are were well known but some not of all of them yeah what i said some of them are deep cuts some of them not all that deep of a cut right yeah yeah some of yeah. some of them are well known songs but some of them were not super famous songs at the time um so i was i was in on this movie right from the beginning and uh it's a movie that i can watch anytime uh it's definitely in my top 3 marvel movies probably two wow um, really yeah i just i just i i love the the humor in this movie just hits me just right um i i really actually just james gunn in general most of his stuff i really enjoy um and uh the the uh the suicide squad movie that he did recently even though the movie's completely nuts is uh is a lot of fun but very 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 violent definitely not uh for Disney Plus, but um, that's DC, right? Is yeah, Plus that's a, DC? Okay. Yeah, well, he's he's now become the co. I don't think CEO is the right term, but he's basically he's now in charge of all of DC with with another guy. Wow! So, uh, Guardians Three is like the third, the last thing he's doing for Marvel. Um, but anyways, so I, I I love the characters in this movie. Uh, I love the tone of the humor. Uh, I think the action set pieces go down really, really well. Um, effects still really hold up. This movie really holds up for me. There's, there's one thing that didn't work initially all that well. And I'll bring that up in the next segment, but I, I, I don't have much negative to say about it. Um, I, I got the soundtrack for this movie uh, when, when it came out and everything. So it's, it's, um, this one's a fun one for me. So what about you, Steve? Do you enjoy it? Um, unlike you, when I first saw the trailer for this, I thought, what? This is not going to do well. And thought it would totally bomb. But then I ended up seeing it in the theater and ended up loving the movie. Thought it was funny. Loved the music. Um, very enjoyable. Um, I haven't seen it in a few years so watching it this past week enjoyed it again like you said the quirky humor um i grew up in the 80s so the music brings back memories um what you call that you have groot you have a talking raccoon <laughs> um oh rock and then drax great <laughs> and then gets drax's this dry total literal take on everything just cracks me up all the time so yes I'm excited to see volume three. Derek, what do you think? Um, as everyone said, the soundtrack was great. Love the soundtrack. This is kind of the kind of the music that I grew up with. Um, some of it's a little new for my tastes almost, but um the humor, especially in the second half, especially in the second half, I thought worked a whole lot better than the first half. Um, I thought the first half, some of the humor, some of the stuff with Rocket was trying too hard um, to to on the establishing that character. All of a sudden, it became a we have to know he's angry and sarcastic and 
they so they tried too hard at the beginning where some of the some of the jokes just flowed more naturally in the second half i thought mm. um um usually love a lot of the stuff chris pratt is in um Jurassic World being the exception, except that that wasn't Chris Pratt, was it? Yeah, that was true. Chris no. Pratt. Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Kate, how about you? Oh, I'm going to divert to Casey first. So, um, this I was uh, thinking about this when you were bringing it up. This was the first movie soundtrack that I bought. If, when I when it first came out, that I bought in in years prior to that, so I, I bought the whole soundtrack, Guardians Two. I was right on board with that as well too. I think you're right. I think it captured such a great um, kind of a, like played on that nostalgia in that era of this this guy, this this weird Earth guy, and I think it, it played along so well in informing who this character is as well too. So tying that little heartstrings moment at the top with his you know him and his mom, and this being the thing that keeps him. You know his humanity as a, like a guy from Earth, a guy from Missouri. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I'm with you though as well, Derek. I think there were times at the beginning where it was trying to find its legs as far as humor goes. It, this was the first movie um, of its kind of type in the MCU. Everything else was like Thor, Captain America. You know, we've got um, our main, you know, Avengers that we're going to be building up to this, and we throw the Guardians yes. in. This felt like it was it wanted to be what Ant Man was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This this to me is like when I heard Guardians and just kind of saw the trailer, I was like, this is gonna be very Deadpool esque. This is gonna be very like uh kind of throwing the curveball and what we've established already. So I was already on board. I love those kind of uh movies with a little bit more camp in it. And I thought this this captured the essence of these kind of ragtag group of people that aren't heroes and kind of establishing and bringing them up to be heroes. And I love movies like that. He does. The kind of underdogs, like people that aren't, you know, I'm, Captain America is also near and dear to my heart as well too. But we know from day one, like this guy's here, he's a hero. He's going to save the day. His journey, as far as a character goes is pretty, you know, he starts off so high when you get someone like Peter Quill or someone like rocket that start off such like a low, low, as far as integrity goes. Is that really, a short joke, Casey? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, no, you make really you all make really good points. And I, I, while watching this movie, I realized that I kept getting parts of it mixed up with Guardians 2 because I think I enjoyed Guardians 2 more than I enjoyed Guardians 1. So I kept like thinking, oh man, when does Mantis show up? Oh, Mantis doesn't come until 2. Oh man, like I expected there to be a little bit more of Nebula. Um, it just, it, I, I was mixing movies in my head, um, when we went back and watched this, but, um, there are some, like, I think you're right. The guardians of the galaxy, even when they show up in the MCU, people are like, who are you? Like star prince? No star Lord. Like it's, it's almost just, they're kind of the butt of everyone's jokes. And yet they're the ones who save the day. You know what I mean? So um, I think Groot, I mean, Groot will always have my heart. Rocket's hilarious. Um, How they layered in the characters that kind of introduced them. Yes. A little at a time. And yeah. When the the fight went down on, um, on Xandar. Xandar, when you finally got, you know, you got 
Rocket, Groot, and Gamora kind of thrown in all at once, more or less. Um, uh, it was still cool to see, okay, now we're adding this villain here that, and it's kind of piecing all these, this little ragtag group I thought was yeah. a, a really cool yeah. We liked it. James. Yeah. We liked it. What up? What's up, Derek? Okay. So in um end game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does is when they go back and like you have when um Nebula is still bad, is that from in this movie? Yes. Yes. So what yeah, yeah the yeah. Okay. The, the the timeline they go the timeline they go back to is the beginning of this movie. Okay. That's that's what I thought. I was just yeah. and I will say having ridden the mission breakout in uh California Adventure makes okay, now I now I know where that's from. Because you know, it was the collector and all this and I'm going okay, sure, cool. Great ride. Awesome music. Now I understand where it is in the story. Right. So, okay. Um, Steve, I'm going to start with you on this one. What should have tried to escape from this movie? Ronan. I, I did not oh, like Ronan. Stole mine. I, I did not like Ronan as a villain. Um, I know this movie was totally set up to introduce Thanos as the big coming villain. I think they'd have done a better job to focus more on him and have the movie end up with him still being out there, not winning or something. But um, I guess not care for Ronan. It was just like the typical, I'm crazy, I'm taking with power. I have all this power, then I get defeated. And just, I did not like him. As I was reading online, it made me crack up. A giant Smurf with a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Casey, you guys go next. What didn't you like? Um, I don't know. I really like this movie. We come. I, I think we. This movie has a very special place, not just in our, you know our watch of the MCU, um, but I think in our lives as well, too. So it's hard to look through it through a critical lens in some aspects. Um, I think um, if memory serves the uh, um, kind of, there's a part right after um, the breakout, there's a bit of a lull that I thought kind of why are yeah, we, it, why are we it, there's it, there's some lulls to it. There were parts where we were kind of like, okay, we can keep going now. But I mean, it didn't. This didn't have any to me. Didn't have any like blaring. Oh, this is so boring. Or oh, I don't like this part. I mean, it hits. It makes you laugh. It also hits at the heartstrings. Um, yeah, I, I also liked seeing a lot of places that we hadn't before. Getting reintroducing uh, or introducing like nowhere, yeah, uh, uh, as a, as a location yeah. into the MCU was really cool. Um, seeing uh, Nova Prime and like uh, like you know the Nova Corps being introduced in this aspect was really cool as well. Too going to Xandar, all these places that you know I'd read about, you know, growing up and what yeah. have you. Um, I I, I was just anything. I was geeking out about this yeah. movie a lot of it. We don't have a whole lot that I had. We don't have a lot negative to say. Um, yeah. yeah, it really was the first space oriented movie i mean because even with even with thor he was 
kind of, I mean, it was Earth and Asgard, and that was kind of it. And this was the first movie where, uh, in the in the MCU, where we got like space travel and all these different planets and everything. Um, so Steve stole mine, I think, and I think because they had to introduce us to five main characters plus a few minor ones, Yandu and 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 others, um, you know, the Nova the Nova Corps and everything like that. The um, the villain here is really a bore he's <laughs> he's just he's just a bad guy he's got his his motor his, they don't really develop any kind of motivation other than somebody killed his family i don't know but we don't really feel for him at all or anything like that so i, I think that's a failing and i do think um having watched it a number of times now um Peter Quill comes off. I think he improves as the movie goes on, but he he comes off probably as more of an I'll, I'll use the term he uses. He probably comes off as more of an a-hole uh, the more I've watched it. Um, and, you know, he eventually he he like he's an a-hole with a conscience, I guess. <laughs> but like yeah. that doesn't really yeah. that really doesn't come through till clo- closer to the end of the movie. And um so maybe he's not the strongest lead character, but I, but honestly, in general, you know, there, it's kind of a case where there's these five equal lead characters, maybe Groot's a little bit less cause he doesn't have much dialogue, but, um, but overall, I said, I just, I, I like this movie so much. I don't, that's, that's really a minor criticism. The biggest one would be that, that Ronan is completely uninteresting. And he's even the villain in another movie where he's also completely uninteresting because <laughs> he's the villain Which in movie. He's the villain in Captain Marvel yeah, or one of the villains in Captain Marvel. So he shows up again, which that movie takes place earlier. So, well, I would know. hope so. Yeah. So no, they don't resurrect him, but. <laughs> So Pete, <laughs> if Peter Quill wasn't the main character, who would you make the main character out of the other Guardians? No, I, th- I think I think it's the right place. He's the right one to have as the main character because you want to have a human as the central character to have somebody that you that you supposedly. <sighs> You know, you always want to have a character in a movie where you identify. He's got something broken there, Derek. Yeah. I was going to say, you need a little help there, Derek. <laughs> I didn't know how this machine worked. Sorry. <laughs> the safety must be on. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think he still needs to be the central character. But as I said, I, I think he's not. I think he's not necessarily the strongest or the most interesting character of the group, even though they do give him, they do give him a good story kind of with, you know, his the loss of his mother, but even that isn't really developed. Like, like they kind of gloss over until the second movie, his whole relationship with Yandu for the most part in this, you know what I mean? I know we're getting ahead of this movie, but in the second movie, they get more involved with, how Yandu raised him. And in this movie, it just seems like he hates Yandu. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know, but, um, but no, I like this. As I said, not much wrong with this movie. What Derek, you clearly have some things wrong with it. So uh, go for it. Yeah. Um, first, like it or not, if you want a stereotypical Marvel movie, this is a stereotypical Marvel movie. Um, 
I'm still at some point going to come up with a Marvel movie bingo card. For example, the free space in the middle will be parental issues. One or both parents are gone. Yeah. Okay, but couldn't we say that about any Disney movie? Just about any Disney movie? Yes. Oh, just daddy, issue, daddy issues is a big thing in Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit of mommy issues, but a lot of daddy issues. Um, Another big issue I have, and I looked this up, 90% of this movie is CGI. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, 2,750 shots of the movie involve CGI. Um, because face it, I mean, anytime there's rocket, that's definitely CGI. Lots of the backgrounds are CGI. And you can tell to the point of the fact that Gamora was a pra- was practical makeup made her stand out so much that the CGI was it, it got to be a little much. I have always been one to for more practical effects than the CGI, but yeah. it because at some point a lot of the CGI looks like you're watching a video game, which for better or worse. It looks like you're watching a video game. Um, as I said, now, now the kill the kiln was a practical set though, because they talked. I remember at the time the movie came out that yeah they built that. That's the space prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was actually a practical. That was like one of the and bigger sets tell. they'd ever made at the time. It was a yeah. practical set. Yeah, that's Kate. Oh, I was gonna say, um, if if I can, the uh, cut and paste typical marvel movie i think you're right i think what they found about this movie is like oh if we focus so much more on the humor and the charm this works really well because if you were to compare this to say like the first thor movie directed by kenneth branagh you know brilliant director brilliant actor um but has you can compare the tones of these two films definitely a little bit more serious being thor you know to even the character thor being taken as more of like a he's got a couple witty things that he says here and there but he's definitely more of a grounded serious character mm-hmm. versus you know taika watiti's thor and i think what right. they saw with james gunn in this movie is we can be really silly and have some really great moments of levity and i think that became the marvel humor largely off of i think um iron man and i think this movie kind of proved like oh this is a formula that works when it is done well agreed absolutely um, they kate you nailed it there were sections of this movie that were especially after they break out of the prison that were slow uh they could have cut about from the first half they could have cut about 15 minutes of the movie realistically and not lost much um i don't know it was i mean Typical. I mean, it was a typical Marvel movie. For better or worse, if you like typical Marvel movies, you probably really like those one. If you don't like the stereotypical Marvel movie, this is a stereotypical Marvel movie. Yeah, I I would argue though, you know, me always being the positive one, I would argue that when you get the the scenes after they break out of the prison, that's when they're kind of, because we have to have that transition I, from, I think the, I think the slow time was before they broke out of the prison. Oh, that, yeah, that could be, I was going to say, because to me, we needed, 
once the once these people are together, we need to kind of come up with a reason for them to stay together and for yeah. them to eventually develop a, a I'm going to say begrudging friendship. Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think they're all necessarily the best of friends by the end of the movie, but you know, they're, they're, they kind of, you know, feel like they want to continue to work with each other. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I, I do get this. I'm trying to think like where, where before the prison is slow. Cause there isn't really that much um, there. It's just the, 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 whatever, whenever rockets, the one where Rocket's trying to track him down and Gamora's trying to attack him. Oh, and when they're on Xandar? Yeah, that was, that got long. The whole thing. The, the multiple, because how many times are, okay, you've got her. Okay, she breaks loose and runs. Okay, now you've got her. Okay, now she breaks loose and runs. And it's just one of those, okay, we get it. Yeah, I didn't think that's. She's really that good at breaking loose and running. Yeah, I mean, I mean, realistically, that's what it felt like. Um, <laughs> so, Kate and actually Casey as our guest, I'm going to start with you on this next one. Okay, so okay. on this, he had a tape from his that from his childhood that he had played over and over and over again, and was kind of he kind of used it as the soundtrack of his life. Everyone has songs that, or most people anyway, have songs that knowingly or not, they kind of use as touchstones or moments that if there's, you're in this moment, you almost kind of hear that song or looking back, you can say, yes, that song would have been great. Casey, what are a couple of the songs that are on the soundtrack of your life? Um, the first one coming to mind uh, is Queens Don't Stop Me Now. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, exactly. Even just like saying it, you immediately like, like it's just such a forward driving and it's like I'm moving forward to whatever's happening in my life, whatever's going on, the good, the bad, the ugly, I'm going forward. I'm not stopping. Um, and that's always been kind of a, a fun motto in my life and uh, I really touched home for many years. Um, I also uh, uh, really enjoy uh, Take On Me, um, but the Real Big Fish uh-huh. cover. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, those would be uh, uh, my two. Uh, my two would be uh, the song St. Elmo's Fire from the hit Ooh. movie St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> I love that song. I, I have loved uh, the first time I ever heard that song. I was walking through the tunnels of the magic kingdom and uh, I was like, what song is this? It's great. Um, so that's definitely up there. If you ever want to drop everything and just start like shouting and singing and dancing. Same almost fires. Well, well, there's no lyrics to saying almost fire. Yes, oh. there is. Yeah. I can't think of what they are, but blazing sky, please. But there are no lyrics to say Nomo's fire. Uh other than that, anything by Celine Dion. Oh anything by Celine Dion. If you want a one-woman show that I promise you will be a crowd pleaser, put on some St. Elmo's fire and follow it up with um all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. Like, just perfection. Pete, All right. We need to talk about our taste in music. <laughs> Pete, your turn. 
At least she didn't mention Sleepless in Seattle. Mm, yeah. Which I do know the entire soundtrack to, and I do own the soundtrack to that, to the 1990. Um, you know what? I was actually trying to think of a Queen song because I was such a big Queen fan when I was a kid. And, um, I wasn't I wasn't so much thinking don't stop me now, but I was I was thinking either uh we are the champions or I wanna make break free uh as Queen song. But then the the song that like I always like really, really loved this song and I felt like uh a little little bit like my anthem. Th- not anthem, but like my personality when I let my personality out is you may be right by Billy Joel. Okay. So you may be right. I may be crazy, but, um, so that those would be my two. What about you, Steve? Um, I went for the first one I would say is shout by, um, tears for fears. Ooh, um, nice. Just remember that coming out. And then I was thinking, oh, Guardians movie. And another one came to my mind is everyone wants to rule the world, world, <laughs> <laughs> which cracks me up. And then I'd say Bon Jovi, big Bon Jovi fan, so Living on a Prayer. And the other one that really cracked me up, though, was it was a big hit among my group of friends was um, Footloose which has Kevin Bacon, which has a tie-in with the Gardens of the Galaxy. <laughs> also a fabulous movie. Just, just a great, good Ooh. feel, feel yeah. song. Yeah. Um, I would also like to add in Vienna by Billy Joel as oh, well. Yeah. A solid song. Go ahead, Derek. Um, see, for me, I want a lot more, honestly, a lot of Disney songs. Um, the, I mean, Hakuna Matata is always great. Especially because that's how I need to think, try and think about life because I'm so naturally not that way that um, I do need to think about that. Um, I got to go with some Aerosmith on this one. I got to go Dream On. Um, not just because it's my wife and I's song, but it's a dream, the dream until your dreams come true. And knowing that at this point, some of them have come true. Some of them have not come true. It's hard. But the song that anytime I hear it, I will smile. It soothes me. It puts me in my happy place. And Pete, you're going to roll your eyes at this one. <laughs> is the Baroque Hoedown from Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh. <laughs> the um, what? Baroque Hoedown. Can I, can, I, can I mute Derek? Nope. <laughs> The Wait, Main Street, what? the Main Street Electric oh, Parade song. I never knew that that was called the Baroque Hoedown. Yeah. Yeah. So, just because of, I have so many memories. Uh, we have actually one of the LPs from the old Disneyland records that we, my brother and I basically wore out because we would listen to that downstairs while we were playing, while we were playing baseball and breaking lights with. <laughs> soft baseballs and everything. We broke so many light bulbs downstairs, but anyway. But if I have a hard day, honestly, I'll shut. usually shut off the lights and um, play that song. 
Uh, one more that just popped in my head, though, is is going to go the distance from Hercules because even when stuff is not going well, I know there's a target out there. And I know that there's some place that it's one of those almost the the remember who you are. It's <laughs> it's it's think about what you could do yeah. and what needs to happen to go for it. So I love um, it. actually I'm gonna pull Gina up for this one. This, Gina? this is uh this is a deep, deep episode. So yeah. That's funny though. I gotta tell you, I am Steve because Shout was my song when my air conditioner broke in my car in 1996. <laughs> I was like, Shout! You know, you just want to get it out. Yeah. But okay. my other <laughs> it's like Shout by the Isley Brothers, is it? No, no it's the it's a Tears for Fears. Shout, shout, let it all out. out. Yeah. These are the are things. Yeah, air conditioning breaks in the middle of you. Come on. Come on. I was like, God, AC. Okay, the other song, though, is from Tragic Kingdom because I'm from Orange County. And Gwen and Stefani, when she sang, I'm just a girl. And when she came to our concerts here and she would say, I'm just a girl from Orange County, that that's me. I'm just a girl, you know? <laughs> and that, so that was a big one. No doubt. I'm just a girl from Orange County. So shout, yeah. tears for fears. And no doubt. Like I'm just so, a girl. So you guys, you guys triggered something with me that I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anymore, but back in college and just slightly beyond, uh, like if like a test went really bad or anything like that, I would go to, I don't care anymore by Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's oh, fair. and that's yeah. what's it? Oh, then that's the, that's the Genesis song. Superman, where are you now? Like that whole thing. Oh gosh, oh. forget it. <laughs> Okay. So I'm pretty low. Right. Pretty okay. So, as we always do on this show, we are going to do Pixie Dust ratings. And Gina, I'm going to include you on this one as we're going around. Okay. Casey, I'm going to start with you on this one. Give Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One a rating out of five possible cups of Pixie Dust. Um, four. Okay. Because I think it has room for improvement. I think it walked so Guardians 2 could run. Oh, yes. Um, so I think there's room for improvement. But I think it definitely set up a lot of really great things. So Guardians 2 could run. Uh, I will also give it a four. Yeah. So I think I, <laughs> I probably previewed this by saying it's my second favorite Marvel movie. Uh, I'm giving it a five. Um, I don't actually like Guardians 2 as much because I think they work the best when they're all together and a good portion of Guardians 2, they split them into three groups. And um, I don't like that part. Like the beginning and the ending of 2 are really great and the middle kind of bogs down a little. But How do you split five people into three groups? Uh, two, 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 one. Well, it's, uh, they send Groot and Rocket with the, with the Ravengers, and then they send Peter and maybe it's maybe it's two groups then. But then Gamora and Nebula kind of go off and do their own thing. Yeah, it's to set up. It's to set up for um, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, because you you get uh-huh. Nebula, you get Nebula added in there, so there's yeah. there's kind of yeah, six. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Steve? And I get I give it a four. I mean, 
considering I did not like the preview at all, it blew my expectations. And I guess when I watched it again, I enjoyed it as chuckling and laughing. So I give it a strong four. Um, I'm three and a half, but the ride mission breakout makes it a th- like it was a three, but mission breakout makes it, yeah, brings it up. <laughs> so actually I want to mention one thing before Derek goes, if you want to get my sense of humor that the scene near the end where they're, they're fighting in, in Ronan ship and like all these extra guys come out and then, uh, Groot spears them and he's like thrashing them back at like there's like 30 <laughs> seconds of him just beating the crap out of guys and then he and then like he's done and he looks at, at peter and goes just that, that that moment where groot puts that smile on cracked me up so that is that is exactly my humor so sorry Derek. go uh-huh um I will admit I'm stuck between two ratings on this one, so I think I'm probably going to go with the higher rating and give it a three for me. Um, oh. Wow, was, that was unexpected. Um, Actually, that's what I expected. Mission Breakout brought you up a little bit. That's why <laughs> no. Mission Breakout. No? The Christmas Party. special brought him up. <laughs> Can I say what actually brought it up a little bit? Or Yes. <laughs> um. For me, I went back and looked and I gave of the original Avengers a two and a half, which honestly I will stick with. And I liked this better than the original Avengers. Okay. So, but not as good as Ant-Man, which I gave a three and a half. So I put this at a three. And what did you give Thor Ragnarok? Um, He didn't, he didn't like that. 2.5, two. It's pretty low. Uh, I gave it a two and a half. He didn't like yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I like this better than Ragnarok. I like this better than Ragnarok, honestly. So now speaking of things that some people like and some people fell asleep during or can't really stand, we're going to Star Wars, the other big set of our second part of our show. Um, This year, this week, we had the Mandalorian season three finale, which was chapter 24. Bye, Casey. Um, And in this, Moff Gideon in theory dies again or dies once or whatever because in Star Wars, who knows? No, he's um, dead. At, um, dead is relative. And They the, could give him spider legs and make him Darth Maul. Um, or one of his <laughs> clones could have survived. So who knows? Um, Grogu saves Boba Fett. No, it's not Boba Fett. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. They all look the same. Okay. It's just a different color. Mask. (laughs) Mask. Which is a terrible thing to say. He's not wrong. They really do. Mask. And please don't take that quote out of context. You know, they all look the same, just a little bit. You're good. You're good. Um, so it's then did Jaren adopts. Grogu and says he wants him to walk in the way and Bo-Katan, even though she loses the Darksaber, ends up being in charge of Mandalore and in theory it wraps up in somewhat of a neat little bow. Uh, bow. Um, yeah. Um, but Gina, I'm going to start with you on this one. Did the finale save the season? No, it didn't. None of us no. the season. No, it didn't save the season. However, it did answer my question about 
Mandalore. And it did, it did give me the conclusion where we have Bo taking her place. Now they just need to come out with a real like Mandalorian show. Cause I feel like now what's going to happen in the future is it's going to be the Dinjar and back to Grogu on their little adventures thing. No we're kidding. Gonna, wow. We're going to lose, but we're going to lose what I really like the true Mandalore story, the true Mandalorians, which is all the Mandalorians together on Mandalore rebuilding their, rebuilding their planet. So. Yeah, but they're gonna they're gonna have a civil war because you know it's coming. So that's just yeah, it's gonna be between the armor and her, yeah. Anyway, I hope they don't go back to that though because there's been so much of that in in what they've told of Mandalore before that I hope they just kind of leave it. All there. I wanted, all I wanted happened, and I didn't. Story. Yeah, and I didn't want Bo to lose the dark saber. Why did that have to happen? Why can't she just have her dark saber, be the rightful person, and be done? Why did Moff no, Gideon even have to have that whole thing? No, I, I actually liked that because, you know, they talked about how, and, and even Bo talked about it, how, like, it's this stupid symbol and the Mandalorians are kind of idiots because they're like, you got to have this stupid sword or no one's going to think you're in charge. Well, now the sword's gone and, and now we don't charge. have, yeah, and now we don't have to be beholden to a, to a relic, you know? So I, um, I don't know. I, and, and I, I, I know I skipped some people, but <laughs> that's okay. It's, it's, it's our show anyway. Anyhow. Yeah. So no, the, the question is, did it save the season? It's definitely the star Wars people. Did it save the season? No. Was it a good show? Yes. yes. Did, was it the best show? No. Bad batches. Okay. Anyway, to you, Derek. I just had trouble following it. Like I just had trouble I kept I kept finding and I was actively trying to watch it and I just kept thinking about oh man I have to do all these things tomorrow and I should make this for dinner and like I just it wouldn't hold my attention and you know what I think here's part of the reason I actually think that Derek nailed it once they put the helmets on personally I have trouble remembering who's who because a lot of the Mandalores, because you had the fat guy who died, the you had Bo-Katan whose helmet was blue. Then you yeah. had the, you had the, the the gal in like the, the fur. So, but there was oh, like, What's like with that? even in this episode, I think it was Mando that the three red people were like, Mah. that was Mando, yeah. But like, if you remember, I think it was last week that all the red people were like to this other Mandalorian. And so when they started bringing Mando, I was like, wait, is this a flashback? Like, wait, did I miss something? So I think that's a little bit of my problem is because once the big bad, whatever his name was, put on that thing, he looked like Darth Vader. And then I was like, is this supposed to be Darth Vader? And I'm just not realizing it. Like, so I think it makes me have to think too hard. Yeah, no, I get it. And, I, and it. and I was saying, this is a show. This they did this show fanfare for us Clone Wars and Rebels people, honestly, because Bo Katan, that blue helmet we know immediately is her. So anyway, yeah, it's it's definitely easier. This is definitely a show that works. I think, or this season, I should say, especially compared to the first two seasons of Mandalorian. Mandalorian, I think those you can watch and not really have to get into star wars lore to get most of it um uh, particularly the first season the second season i mean you got to know luke but yeah. um 
Oh no, you don't. That's Boba Fett. Yeah, no, she's JK. in. She's in. No, she's in. In that, but I even there, I don't think you necessarily need to know who she is. But this season was so like Clone Heavy. Wars sequel, Clone Wars Rebels sequel, that it made it tough. I, it was a very inconsistent season. I was thinking back again, and it it made that third episode with the like. What was that to have this whole episode about this guy? Don't care. That it was the, it know, was the, the clone setup. Who right, cares? But yeah. it, but it was completely unnecessary. That episode oh, was a total dumb, waste. Dumb. The first episode was almost a waste, and even some of the I don't know it. This was not a good season. It I did enjoy our movie. It could yes. have been animated. It could have been I, animated I and thrown have, this, at the end. This this could have been a hour and a half two, no, two, two, hour movie. two hour movie or two one and a half hour i mean I, I could see maybe three to four episodes out of this eight episodes um but you know like just kind of like a, a mandalorian movie and because i agree with what gina's saying like the ending of it made me more interested in season four because it's like okay now they're setting up mandalore man mando and grogu going on these missions, working for the the Republic or whatever, that seems like a lot more back to what the series was originally about, as opposed to this season, which has been so heavily into the lore of Mandalorians, um, which I enjoy, but I don't, this, this is far and away the weakest. I'm going to yeah. say the weakest season of Star Wars television we've had. I agree. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. no that was stronger. We could have some of the Clone Wars. Oh no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about the live action stuff. Boba, but Boba but Fett Gina, was stronger. Gina's right. It's it, it was just above Boba Fett. The second half of Boba Fett was stronger. Yes, I would agree. And then the Mandalorian sections of yeah. Boba Fett were better than this. But and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> But I I I I didn't love Obi Wan, but I'd rather watch that again. I'd certainly rather watch Andor again. Uh, and again, I I loved the first two seasons of the show, and this season was just mm. so. Yeah. I don't have much to add. I liked the episode. I found it entertaining. Um, I was expecting some sort of big announcement or something reveal which never really came like I was so sure Grogu was going to see his first words and then nothing. Me too. I mean, yeah. The biggest twist is that Grogu gets officially adopted. Yeah. Which to me is not really a twist. Um, no. To me. Yeah. I mean, this episode wasn't that much better than a lot of the others. Um, oh. had, had the big fight scene at the end that went on for too long. Per usual, that's usual. Um, that's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, just the yes, we get it. You're flying back and forth at each other and shooting each other. Congratulations. Um, I still think my twist would have been better, where the armorer is really a double agent type thing. Um, just because there was no real big twist in this one. Ooh, there's clones. Well, we knew that from a couple episodes ago. Yeah, Ooh, Moff Gideon's back. Okay, we knew that a couple episodes ago. Ooh, they tried to get Grogu. They made them force sensitive because of what they did. Grogu, congratulations. We knew that a year. Uh, excuse me, a season ago. Multiple yeah, I don't go. I don't think there were any surprises in this entire series. No, which unless you count Lizzo and Jack Black showing up, which was hilarious. 
but really no, didn't really add. But really didn't add to anything. It didn't add anything, but it was the biggest <laughs> surprise. Didn't add to anything, yeah. No, the bigger surprise was Chris Lloyd was the bad guy. Because, I mean, Lizzo and Jack Black being the benevolent king and queen, ooh, ah, uh, ooh. Big, big reach there. Yeah, that, ep- that um, episode added nothing. No, but I'm just saying you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> expect Lizzo. This series added nothing. <laughs> this series yeah. added nothing. This really the could have been a one. And, I honestly think this could have been one more episode on Book of Boba Fett. This could have been one, add one episode of, oh my gosh, uh, Moff Gideon's still alive and now we have to go defeat him. And Bo-Katan gets a light Darksaber back. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I really wish they had not used Moff Gideon because I don't think he was that great a villain. I he, wish they he, would come up with a new villain. Well, unfortunately, those other movies happened. That's well, the problem. Unfortunately, this whole That's the problem we have. Happened. Unfortunately, this whole universe <laughs> happened where apparently we have to we're stuck with four main bad guys because Ahsoka is not going to be any better. Ahsoka, we already know who the bad guy is going to be. And but so, it's those, yeah, but, but she's neutral. Really ill, Derek. We've never seen Thrawn really see in like no. we, we haven't, and he's really good. Thrawn. He's really good on Rebels. He's a really good bad guy. And we don't know her other adventures because she was neutral for all those years. But who cares? Right. Who Star Wars fans? I care. I'll watch it and I'll like it. I care. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't like 100% it. I'm 100 convinced at this point that we're going to cover Ahsoka episode by episode, like we did Mandalorian. If it's not any better. <laughs> So, I mean, to be fair, I'm, we did cover almost every Marvel show. Yeah, and that's not necessarily going to continue either. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we will, we will still cover them. It just may not be the, you know, every week we jump in with the episode. Honestly, we're going to have to see how Secret Invasion is. It does only have six episodes. So, it has yeah. that going for it, which is nice. I, but so. with Mandalorian, I will say we never, other than the first episode, we never made it the focus it's always, it was always secondary, and I and think... Thank goodness we didn't make it the focus. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because if we had made it the focus, those would have been really short, really bad episodes because they would have been like five minutes, no, nothing happens in this one, let's move on. <laughs> so, um, okay. Can, can Gina and I talk about how... Oh, we're gonna, we gotta rate this first, right? Yeah, oh. we gotta rate this. So, this season only picks the ratings out of five Kate? Uh, two. Yeah, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a two and a half. To me, there were some good episodes in there, but as an overall, um, I kind of agree with Derek. I think if this had been a two-hour movie, it would have told a tighter story and been been better. Like, I, I wanted to see this story but it could have been done in two hours and been excellent. And instead it was done in five hours and was kind of dull. Mediocre. Steve. Two and a half. Like I said, there's some good episodes, some, yeah. Um, two and a half. Yes. I'm also two and a half and I'm so disappointed. I do love Katie Sackoff. Don't get me wrong. Love you, Katie Sackoff. Love Bo-Katan. Just want to make sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with two and I would argue that very few of the Marvel and Star Wars series that we have watched would not have been better with some editing. Oh, definitely. I, I agree. So a lot, a lot of them are definitely, definitely feel 
like they're telling movie stories over a five hour period. So they're mm-hmm. doing, they're doing this to make them the like all, all of them have some filler. Yes. The yeah. only one that I might argue the other way. And I didn't like the series and the episodes could have been shorter, but I understand why they did it would have been Loki. I, because him going to the different times of every episode. Times, yeah. yeah. But those episodes could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I could have been shorter. That. So, okay, Pete, Gina, I promise you, Bad Batch season two. Two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, apparently someone dies and we care and we're sad. Go, Gina. Okay, two minutes. This is probably one of the best animated series that Star Wars has come out with because. Is, okay, it, are we grading on a massive curve there then? <laughs> what's this is a really good animated series like rebels is above it. And then it's bad batch in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. this covers everything we wanted to know about the clones. It has captain Rex in there. It has all of the, it has all of the um, 99 clones. Yes. Someone does die. Possibly he could get spider legs. If you watch clone wars and Darth Maul, you know, and it's just what I really liked was how they had the full arc. They had the full story. It came full circle. They wasted a little bit of time, but not really. You know who the big bad is. So you know who Who's not to trust. Sid. Sid. She's double. T- she double crossed. No, 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 no. Sid is in Toy Story. I refuse to use the <laughs> same names. We can't use the same her name. name is, her name is Sid and she double crossed. But she's not the big bad. The big bad is that doctor dude. Oh, the doctor dude. But she's, I think she's pretty bad because she double crossed them and sent them. Yes. Sent them to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. The clone. The guy who killed the Kaminoans. I would say the early part of the season, I was kind of meh on because it was, this show does suffer from Clone Wars itis a little bit in that they have these sidetrack episodes and you're like, why are we seeing this? But in the end, it kind of all made sense. I I did the last like four or five episodes. It brought what, what I like about this is it's showing us a time period. We haven't seen it in the immediate aftermath of the empire taking over and how it affects the clones and how we went from the clones being the army to an army of recruited soldiers and why the empire is dismissing the clones and everything like that. And it makes you feel bad for the clones. Um, you know, you had the, and, and it also, you get more emotionally involved in the bad batch. And then when you lose one of them, potentially, I still think he's going to come back, but um, and even like Crosshairs, who in the, the beginning, season, in the first season, he was he like went back to the Empire. Good soldiers um, follow orders. That's remember that. Because good, That's part good sol- soldiers follow orders. But then he realized that and it didn't work out at Nuremberg, did it? Nope. Yeah. And it still does not well, work. Not working in Star does, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think I think Star Wars works best when you get into the the Nazi analogy analogy a little deeper. Like if that's part of what yeah. works in Andor. Analogy? Wait, wait, analogy? It was full blown Nazi. I mean, stormtroopers. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. No, it is. 100%. But they don't call Even, them Nazis. But look at, the, look at the empirical, co- like the empirical cog, everything. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But what I'm saying is like Andor, part of what works right. so well in Andor was like Cassian, like halfway through that series, he, he, he like, he stole from the empire and they didn't catch him. 
but he just got caught up in the machine and he goes to, mm-hmm. and like completely by accident for no reason at all. And he goes to this prison planet and he's basically, you know, this, this total totalitarian state where he's making parts for the death star. And wow. just like that works so well. And I think <laughs> the bottom line, <laughs> but so yeah. I, I, I recommend this season of the Bad Batch is better. I totally agree with you. Rebels is still the best. This is way better than Resistance or Clone Wars, yeah. even though there's some good stuff in Clone Wars. But yeah, okay, yeah. I'll stop right. now. We're done. Back to the news. <laughs> okay, if anyone is still with us, Disney Plus News. We do have just a little bit on the Disney Plus News. First of all, the National Treasure series has been canceled after one season. Ooh, watch that and like it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, did. I, I didn't watch it, but I enjoyed it. And last, but certainly not least, many of the Sony Spider-Man movies are now on Disney Plus with Homecoming joining the service on May 12th. And that's it, my friends. No Way Home yet is on there. Not yet on there. And there's no release date yet for it. Hmm. But gotcha. yeah, I don't think I don't think that'll be on for a while. Okay. Casey and I will have to find a way to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm guessing Amazon has it at least available for rent. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next week, as part of the direct to video, I mean, direct to Disney Plus, because let's face it, guys, (laughs) direct to Disney Plus is the new direct to video for Totally. Totally. Which tells me they know the quality of this is not the best. Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, Jude Law is Captain Hook. It is a reimagined updating of the tale. We'll see how things go. I uh, so yeah. yeah I'm so giving it a chance. There's I'm, there's I'm been about two dozen. So so the original animated movie, while very entertaining, definitely has its problems. Definitely. When you watch when you watch it. 60 70 years later yeah however if i feel like this movie has been remade like 50 times and it's never been done well hook i liked hook i don't like hook either okay, I so liked. i was a kid though uh, yeah <laughs> um so i but i i don't know as I, as I said there's there's room for there's room for a better movie than the animated peter pan like you're not taking them no. to me. You're not taking a movie like beauty and the beast, which is almost perfect and trying to make that again, you know, or the lion King. And you're taking a movie that has flaws and you're trying to make it better. Will they succeed? Probably not. Probably not. And I will say guys, this is probably the last of the remake direct to video movies that we will be watching um, next time after this, we will be basically requiring people to watch it and like it. At least one person <laughs> like it in order for us to watch it. Um, I will say, looking at some of the trailers and stuff, it's going to focus a lot more on Wendy and yes, it's her experiences as things go. Um, not nearly as much as Michael and John, and even not necessarily as much as Peter. Because you could see where it could have been told through the eyes of Wendy, but it wasn't focused on in the animated and it wasn't focused on in the original stage play. 
No. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, <sighs> I'm yeah. looking forward to this about 10 times more than I was Pinocchio. I'll say that. Oh, but so that's that's a super low bar. <laughs> wow. Was so that was the worst. That was the worst. Yeah. Can Nana be like not not a CGI um, CGI, CGI yeah. dog? Let's cross our fingers. <sighs> we can hope. I'm not I'm not holding out a lot of hope for Jude Law's Captain Hook either. Yeah. So guys, if you have suggestions for us, we do have some spots available in our June and especially in our July schedules. If you have suggestions for us, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. As I said before, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, YouTube uh, at Plus Platoon. New episodes come out every Thursday on all major podcasting networks as well as YouTube for Peter, G, Kate, and Peter, Gina, Kate, and Steve. I want to say thank you for everyone listening, and we will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Night. Hey. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, Go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.